on today's episode. Um, as a little kid, I was just in awe with, with Mexico, and I wrote my journal that I never wanted to leave. And I felt a little guilty that I'm enjoying the pandemic, but uh, I've enjoyed being able to have really quality time with my son. It's weird living in a gigantic uh, city and seeing so few people. I'm David Bevis and you're listening to Mexico Over the Wall, a podcast about Mexico from the other side. Today's guest came to Mexico City from the US about 14 years ago. I'll let him introduce himself. My name is Jason Platt. I'm a couple and family therapist and I have a, a clinic here in, in Mexico City near the Angel. And how did you end up in Mexico? Now, I was thinking about that as a, a question. I think um, I could tell you a personal path or a work one. Maybe I'll do a little bit of both. Uh, um, I, one of the weird projects I did during uh, the pandemic, uh, during this quarantine, was to type up all my old journals. And I typed up one of my journals from when I was like seven or eight years old. And during that time, I, I came to Mexico City for the first time uh, with my dad. Uh, they were in the process of adopting a, a, my sister. Um, so um, as a little kid, I was just in awe with, with Mexico. And I wrote my journal that I never wanted to leave. Uh, my dad uh, tempted me with Disneyland, so I, we, we went back. But uh, uh, yeah, so I had that first taste then, and I was always kind of just looking for a way to, to reconnect. And uh, my family was always really connected with the Latino community in, in the States. And uh, we always had, we had, a, we had a, a student come and study and live with our family for, for a while. Um, and they, I don't know, it was just really integrated with the Latino community. Um, and then, uh, I found a job that would allow me to, to come here. It wasn't direct. I found a job that had a, uh, at a university. It was Alliant International University. They were, uh, they've since closed down in, in Mexico, but, uh, um, they had a campus here and I was hired to work in uh, a campus in the United States, but I, I negotiated my contract that I could come bring students down and do a study abroad program during the summer. Um, and then I did that and then I was just really, really excited about that they had this campus here. So ultimately I was offered a, a position as a, a program director in their master's program here and training people to be therapists. Um, what, what do you like about living in Mexico? I like so much about it. I think it was a really good fit for me. I'd moved around quite a bit. Um, so I think I had sort of wanderlust and then when I got to Mexico, you know, things are always changing and there's always something new to find. So it sort of cured, cured that for me. Uh, if I had to say one thing, I'd probably say I just like the creative energy of, of Mexico. It's kind of catchy. Uh, did you have any problems uh, adjusting to living here? Um, let me think about that. Like, uh, So I, I've been here since 2005, I think. I'm bad at math, but I think that's about 14 years. Um, and so when I, first, when I first got here... Um, maybe there was a few digestive <laughs> adjustments, but other than that, I, I felt like this was felt like, uh, it really fit nicely with my personality. I had moved from really feminist, uh, or, uh, uh kind of a culture in New York 
to Oregon, and that was a real hippie culture, really anti-materialism culture. And then I took a job in Irvine, California, in Orange County, California. And for me, Orange County was a much bigger culture shock than Mexico. Um, so leaving Orange County and coming here, it was kind of like, ah, you know, I kind of uh, I felt at ease here. Okay. Did you speak uh, Spanish when you came here? So I had had a lot of exposure to it. Um, I always tell people that I, even though I I do therapy in Spanish, I see movies in Spanish, I communicate daily in in, in Spanish. I always tell people that I practice Spanish because I've, I've seen too many people who say they speak Spanish and then I listen to them and I think, well, kind of. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I didn't really, really learn Spanish until I was an adult. So I, I think I always will have a very strong accent and... Uh, And I'll still make errors, so I practice Spanish, and uh, yeah, and I've been doing that since I've been here. What's it been like uh, for the past few months over this uh, pandemic? Well, it's a very interesting time. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of just shifted. I've I've mostly been seeing couples and and, and other patients uh, online in Zoom. I, I uh, had a few people that have requested uh, seeing in person, but for the most part, I've been able to except for emergency cases to see people on Zoom. Um, I think it's been really <laughs> stimulating. You know, uh, I, I, I like, I, in some ways, for couples, it has sped up the process that they were already in. People's coping skills just kind of got uh, uh, more intensified. And so, um, you know, so there's been, you know, a lot of people who might be having some conflicts. But I also think that people have developed a greater level of intimacy. Like they, people who, like, for example, might have a tendency to, to disengage, uh, haven't been able to disengage. And so they, um, I, I've seen some really positive things coming out of it in, in, in people's relationships. Personally, for me, I, I, I was scheduled to go teach a class. I was supposed to be teaching sex therapy in Shanghai. So I was supposed to be in China during this time. And then I was supposed to go to, uh, I, I do study abroad programs, I was supposed to be running a, a program in Belize. And so I would have been gone a total of uh, almost a month. Uh, and I had made those arrangements about a year ago. And I have a one-year-old child. And so I thought, well, okay, in a year, probably I'll be ready for a break. And as the date was coming closer and closer, I was thinking, like, I do not want to go to these programs. I'm ready for, you know, I, I'm really enjoying this time. So, um, you know, I felt a little guilty that I'm enjoying the pandemic. But uh, I've, I've enjoyed being able to have really quality time with my son. Um, what do you do in your free time? Every time? Well, I mean, during the pandemic or during normal life? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess before and after. So I was going to say, during during the pandemic, I walk out there on my patio and, and look at my zucchinis. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I did start doing that more since I've been here. I've been trying to find a way to use the outdoor space, the limit, limited I have, a little bit more. And, um, I have a hammock and I uh, read out there. Or I, I, I try and see if I can make... Uh, produce <laughs> so um but in my normal time i just one of the things i love about mexico is like you could have a uh a, a, a scheduled time to go eat with someone now in the states or in other places that i uh, i've lived uh, eating would be maybe an hour commitment but here in mexico that's that's in the evening and you don't know what time it will end so uh, i've grown to really like that just the you know hanging out and socializing and talking and um, you know, uh, the real social aspect of Mexico. Yeah, the uh, so sobremesa, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. What's what's it like where you live? Um, I mean, right now it's it's still really quiet. Most people are are staying indoors. Um, I mean, if you go out, you'll see people, but most everyone has masks. That's not always the case. You know, but uh, I've been mostly staying indoors for over 60 days now, uh, I'm just venturing out to go to the grocery store. So it's, a, it's, it's weird living in a gigantic uh, city and seeing so few people. It's a, it's a very big transition from what Mexico City is, is, is normally like. Um, uh, but, you know, I feel like Mexico City is uh, you know, the epitome of creativity. You can walk in any direction. You're going to see art. You're going to see something unusual. You're going to see something, uh, uh, you know, people um, finding ways to get things done in unusual ways, um, which is always interesting. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'd say it's creativity and expression, no matter what direction you walk in. And what things have you have you found uh, difficult about living in Mexico? Um, let's see. I mean, sometimes negotiating, a, running a business, you have to negotiate a, a things differently than you would negotiate them in, in, in the states. Um, I mean, I, I work with a number of humanitarian aid workers or uh, organizations, and so I'm I'm keenly aware of of you know, that, that sometimes some very sad and awful things happen and that there's a high degree of uh, impunity. And so, you know, in my work, uh, sometimes I'm working with people who may not ever see justice. I mean, uh, uh, where my office is at, I can, on Mother's Day, uh, uh, the mothers of the, of the students who disappeared come and, you know, I can hear, I can hear that. And it's kind of just a a reminder of the you know the the reality of impunity within with the country. So I I'm I'm aware aware of that. I was just thinking about like what what have been my cultural adjustments. This is one of those ones that's just ridiculous, and I know it's me. I grew up in a small town where there's just not a high population density, um, and, and I think maybe that's part of the origin of this. But I'm a speed walker. I walk. I can, I can walk. People have made fun of me. They've, they've seen me in some open space and they wonder why I'm running, but I'm not running. It's just how I feel comfortable. And um, Mexico City, with its high population density, uh, doesn't really allow for speed walking. Um, and I don't know, I, I had to do a lot of self-work with that because I was like, it's kind of how I re- uh, historically relaxed is just going walking. And now I, I can't do that. And, it, um, and sometimes it's the, it's the things that I also think are beautiful about Mexico. People will walk in groups of fours or in a family, arm in arm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they're just, enjoying their 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 connection and 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 i'm running out in the street because i just want to get get by i i I, after 14 years i should be over that but um every once in a while i'll go out early morning on a on a sunday and i will just walk so fast so uh, um i did read i i'm i'm obsessive about it so i read some research about this because i was just trying to inform myself and uh out of, I think it was 32 different countries, Mexico does have the slowest walking speed. But I, I, try, I try to use it as a, a mirror to myself and where I can improve on my patience. Okay, what, what advice could you give to somebody who's thinking of coming to live in Mexico? Um, I think check your expectations. Like um, um, I th- someone once told me that 
my psychologist friend in Mexico City, sort of like a Rorschach. You're going to see in Mexico uh, what you would see probably anywhere you go. Um, um, and, you know, be flexible. If you have come here with really rigid ideas about how things should be, you'll probably be miserable. Um, you know, I, I wonder how type A people do in Mexico City because there's plenty of invitations to be, to be stressed. Um, and then one of my favorite uh, TED Talks was a talk uh, called The Danger of a Single Story. I think that everyone should listen to that um, and just realize that whatever story you might have about it once you're here, it's only one of many possible stories that you could have it. And maybe if, uh, maybe if you're not feeling um, satisfied or happy, uh, explore your story and see if you might be able to have a different story about it. Here's what he had to say about punctuality. I, I work with, a, I mentioned there's a lot of binational couples. And so maybe I have someone from England and I have someone from, uh, from, from Mexico. And the time issue is a source of, of conflict. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. There's really different orientations. I, uh, there was a, a woman from Germany, but she had lived here for 50 years. And so she invited me to a, to a, a, a gathering and I had no idea what time to show up because what was going to, what was going to win the, the German background or the Mexican and uh, which, which one went out in the end? <laughs> she was very punctual. So yeah, that it's been uh, her formative years in Germany. So I guess that, that, that one. Um, but I've, I've been that person who's been the first person many, many times. And I've also arrived first and then just walked around, <laughs> but I don't enjoy the I don't enjoy the stress of, being late so uh, i don't see that changing either and here's what he had to say about safety in mexico um, and then the, the safety issue one of my jobs for many years uh, was to try and get people to come for study abroad programs in in mexico and so uh, i always had to deal with the, the the safety issue so i had to do my research and so i had my list of okay well if you're going to look at <laughs> homicide rates uh, detroit uh, new orleans like i could go through the list of all the ones that have a higher one than, than mexico city and i had to balance it with yeah there are problems here like like in any big city uh, so again not a single story. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that you had sort of a more comprehensive picture of what Mexico was like before you came here. Well, I mean, I had had exposure growing up. Um, still, it's a, it's a different thing living here as opposed to short, short visits. Um, um, so, but probably those early experiences, my family was like the UN, they have, I have seven adopted siblings. So from Mexico, Colombia, Brazil, El Salvador, and Korea, and then just the community of people that my my parents interacted with, I think, probably prepared me for, you know, uh, engaging in difference. <laughs> okay, what could you say you've learned from living in Mexico? Um, I just want to wait for the helicopter to fly over. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one of them is being uh, adaptable. Like uh, uh, one one of the feedback I got once from a, a study abroad student was, is when something goes wrong, Jason just doesn't seem to like the, the message was a criticism that I should fix that thing that isn't working. Um, but I think after a long time in Mexico, you just kind of adapt. And so if you can't go one direction then you go another, so if the bus that's going to take us, uh, doesn't show up, then we take a public bus and we just, you just, so I think Mexico and Mexicans are very adaptable. Um, and maybe that's linked to the 
uh, why it's such a, a creative place as well. Um, so I hope I hope I've learned that. Oh, I could tell you a, a little story. That when I first was coming down here, I um, I was thinking about uh, taking the offer to to be the director here, and uh, I went and met with a, a, a shaman. In the, I was saying, well, I don't know if this is a good idea or not for for me, and uh, and it was just sort of a like a side comment. It wasn't. He, he just said, uh, you know, the the U.S. is kind of like the head, and Mexico's more like the heart. And my guess is you've spent enough time in the head, and that it might be good for you to spend some more time in the heart. Um, and that just really resonated with me, and that's been my experience the whole time. It's like I've learned a whole new way of sensing things or thinking about things or feeling about 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 things and the heart has a lot to offer that 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 maybe you get stuck in with it with the with the head um and mexico's taught me endless things and it it never stops doing that so i was talking there to jason platt who lives in mexico city Over the course of this series, I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the place about their experiences of living in Mexico. If you live in Mexico and would like to take part, please get in touch by writing to feedback at mexicooverthewall.com. Please support the podcast by giving us a review, which you can do via mexicooverthewall.com slash apple for Apple Podcasts, slash Stitcher for Stitcher, or leave us a review via favorite podcast provider. You can also support us with hard cash by sponsoring us on Patreon. One of the benefits of sponsorship is that you can get extended versions of these interviews. Go to patreon.com slash mexicooverthewall for more details. That's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. See you next time.